like, oh, you know, hey, we couldn't get the awesome guests. <laughs> the office so he, showed up on Conan. So you're Andy Richter? Sure, yeah. <laughs> I'm just there. Oh, but, man. Hey, nothing wrong with Andy Richter, though. I'm proud to be the Andy Richter of this podcast. So thanks for having me. No problem, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> What's the theme this time? <laughs> Just thinking like Nathandy or something. You could like roll the names and it's all bad. Nathandy. Nathandy is pretty bad. That's yeah, yeah. Bad. That shouldn't be a name. It's gross. It <laughs> yeah. There you go. I want to name my first kid Nathandy now. <laughs> He'll be the only one. So. Yeah. Maybe. That feels like something I want to Google, but there's no time for that. Because it's Halloween. It is. Yeah. Spooky. Spooky Halloween time. So we're going to talk about horror games, I guess. But we have to talk about old horror games, which is making this hard to make a list because I like newer ones quite a bit more. So, but whatever. doesn't matter. I have my list of stuff I played growing up. But Nathan, I want to hear what you played growing up that scared you, spooked you, if you will. Um, hmm trying to think if there's really like the goonies man that was a scary game yeah messed up no i don't know I'm trying to think Friday the 13th on nes i mean i finally played that more recently but that is an older game um yeah i guess every now and then when you stumble on jason it's kind of messed up but <laughs> i don't know he's <laughs> just, just standing around that corner waiting to dance yeah. or like castlevania it's all spooky there's like gothic stuff you know got monsters in there what about maniac mansion i know you've played that and that had some kind of weird things as a kid i remember like walking down this hallway and then a girl chases you was it really scary though per se as a Uh, kid probably some some somewhat intense in some places yeah i guess like you it's one of those well the first one's one of those adventure games where you can actually you know if you're doing really bad your characters can die yeah they die one of the few LucasArts games where that's true. But I don't know. I, I spent more time with uh, Day of the Tentacle, which is more just kind of zany, like sure. science kind of stuff. Not, you know, not so much grim and actual horror type business going not on. Not death. Not death. Yeah. Related, really. Um, hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I guess it's like early games, this just didn't really get that spooky. I mean, hey, you play Mario Bros. 2. And you pick up that key, and then that face starts chasing you. That's Fanto? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's not a horror... Like It's kind of like a horror game in an otherwise... It's more like a panic-induced panic attack. He's like, oh shit, oh shit. No, yeah. it's chasing me! And then you... Or the sun in Mario Bros. 3. Like, you're just running along, and then it starts like, what? Why is that alive? And then it comes and gets you, but... And then you kill it with a tur- turtle shell, and then you destroy the universe. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, the game doesn't just go black. It's just like, you, you destroyed the sun. Mario destroyed the sun. You that would be pretty great, actually. <laughs> the game goes black. <laughs> I mean, I guess it fits within our, like, definitions of retro. Like, yo, that Majora's Mask, which yeah. we talked about at length last time. For sure. Pretty much a horror game. Well, I mean, it has that intense dread that is with you the whole time you're playing it. Yeah, like using time travel as kind of a means of setting up this really, you know, messed up time limit on all the stuff you're doing, I thought was really great. And then just, you know, Freaking Moon and 
weird creatures and kind of a dream logic to a bunch of weird stuff going on. So that's one. There you go. That's that's a game I thought was horrific in a way. Mm-hmm. Okay, fair enough. I I mean, maybe I'll start here then, because I remember my earliest video game horror mm-hmm. experience, and it was a video game called D. Oh, man. You played D? I did play D. I never beat it as a kid, though. I didn't actually see the ending until I was much, much older. Because that game is a roguelike in the sense that there's no save system. So you have to play it real time. And there's stuff that you can mess up pretty bad in that game. You can die, like, right away in, like, the second room. So kind of annoying in that regard. But for anybody that doesn't know, it was a game mid to early 90s, somewhere in there, released on, like, the PlayStation, the Sega Saturn, the 3DO, and I think even on PC back in the day. I'm pretty sure. MS-DOS here, so... MS-DOS, okay. I played it on, uh... Actually, Nathan, you and I were talking about Game Dudes. Yeah. (laughs) So I played it on a Sega Saturn at Game Dudes. That's a weird place to play a game, because, like, that would be just kind of like, hey, man, we got some consoles here, rent some time. Yeah. So you're just kind of playing for an hour in like a room with the TV. But they had this thing where like if you had birthday parties and stuff, you could pay like thirty dollars and just be there the whole day. Yeah, that's where I played Cool Spot. So <laughs> another horrible. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but okay, so you're playing D. Yeah. At Game Dudes. Yeah. Like it, I guess roguelike, so you could kind of just keep jumping in. Is it pretty fast to finish a game? Or well, I mean, I don't know because I didn't beat it like i guess yes Mm -hmm. there there is kind of a a time limit basically the story is you play as laura harris and um you're told that your father has gone on this mass murdering spree at the hospital that you guys work at and you go in to try to like stop him or see what's going on sort of thing and it turns out he's turning into a vampire so oh, okay. there is a time limit, and I think it's a maximum of, like, three hours or something like that. Maybe? I don't know. I should probably be looking this up. Well, I'm, I'm looking at some details. Like, I guess two hours is the time limit you have. If you wait around too long, the game will just end and say, hey, man, start again. Right, because you're kind of, like, going into this other dimension sort of thing. And then, like, if... You go past that time, you, you just get an ending that's like, you get pulled back into the real dimension, and it's just like, out of time, please try again. Hmm. So, you had to do things properly, you had to grab, it was a survival horror where you had to like, solve puzzles and do all that sort of stuff, and you had to beat the game in a time limit. Okay. So, Oof. it was rough. <laughs> it still is rough. The only way I got through it ever was by following a guide. So yeah. if, if you sat me down right now and said, play this through, I would probably couldn't beat it because I don't remember a whole lot of it. But um, it had it was since it was on the PlayStation Saturn and all that sort of stuff, it had the FMV sequences and just a whole bunch of really creepy stuff going on. It was kind of like the first amnesia of its day. OK, but looking back at it now. I don't know. Like, I don't know if you would still get scared by it or not. I might revisit that one, but yeah, that was my earliest experience. D. I was probably like 10, maybe? Would I have been 10? Probably. 
So it must have been mid nineties. Yeah, so this is ninety five, ninety six is kind of when that was coming out. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's depending on the platform. Right. Yeah. So yeah, that was my earliest experience. I don't know if either of you remember yours. Uh, Pong. It was it was just so scary. Like, why are they in black mm-hmm. space? Right. It's yeah. Kind of this weird void, you know. What, like, why have they turned kinda... into paddles? What happened to the people controlling them? Yeah. Like, it's kind of more of like a mind fuck in that way. And but more of I, a I satire based on racism. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> no. kind of whatever you want it to be. So. Yeah. I think my first actual horror game was probably the original Clock Tower on the Super Famicom. Ah, uh, okay. Okay, so that was probably like my second, but I played it years after. So I was still a bit older when I first played that. But yes, I like the Clock Tower games quite a bit. And you yeah. played... That was your first one? That's yeah, kind of crazy. I, I didn't. Well, I lived in a Christian family. It's pretty hard to lock down scary games back then. True. Well, it just was in general. There weren't a whole lot of scary games back then, I don't think. Not really, no. Yeah. Like, compared to now, where you have your Dead Spaces and your, like, Silent Hill 100. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I never got to play Nightmare on Elm Street or Friday the 13th. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually, I do remember one thing that kind of did spook me about a previous game I played when I was younger. Like home, remember Home Alone on the NES? Yes, yeah. I do. What happens when you get caught in that creepy face that comes up? I just remember that being like super distorted when I was a kid, and it startled me. That's about the only creepy thing I can think of. Oh, I guess if we're gonna talk in that regard, when you die in Zelda 2, every time oh, Ganon comes well, up, it's kind of creepy. Mm-hmm. So the return of Ganon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just had to do it again because laughing. Well, you know, he does that. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. the only place Ganon appears in that game, but yeah. I just linked you to the picture to see, but I seem to remember that being a lot more distorted when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And again, the, I was a kid, so. Home Alone. Yeah. Oh, that, no! just, that, just, that just peered out of nowhere when you lost, and it just, I think it always caught me off guard. Did it yeah. scream? Did it go like, ah! I don't think on the NES, I think it just played like some cheesy music. Oh, okay. <laughs> Because I could see, like, that picture being on your CRT television and just, like, this distorted, ah, or something would be terrifying. I think it it does in the Super Nintendo version. I know that much. Yeah, okay. But it actually looks more like Macaulay Culkin in the Super Nintendo one. Which is terrifying in its own right. But, yeah, yeah, that's true. Oh, man. Home Alone. First horror game ever made. <laughs> that's not true at all. No, not even close. Like haunted house, I guess maybe on the Atari, be a more likely candidate. <laughs> but I never played that until I was older, so I don't. It's still you're retro. Like, it works. You're like the pair of eyeballs. You're the pair of eyeballs in the dark. So I don't know. It was creepy probably back then, but not so much when I played it. Kind of annoying when I played it. Mm-hmm. But no, it's like 1982, so it's pretty good. That's a nice early contender. What about you, Nathan? Hmm? First scary video game horror experience thing. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I'm still trying to kind of like. At some point, when I was like a teenager, we obviously got into like Resident Evil and stuff like that. Yeah. Which is much more contemporary, well-known, high-profile stuff. Sure. Um. Yeah, I, I, I'm trying. I'm trying. Like, I know there was definitely like moments in gameplay that was like weird and intense, and you kind of like didn't want something bad to happen, like just dudes chasing you or whatever. But like, that's just kind of you know arcade style stuff. Like, you're just playing Pac-Man or something. And there's stuff chasing you. Like, yeah, that's not 
scary, but it's kind of it's got you going. Have you ever seen that 3D Pac-Man though? Which what? The 3D Pac-Man that um some indie guy made where you're it's Pac-Man like the original Pac-Man but it's first person. Oh, oh okay. That's terrifying because you turn yeah, a corner and there's a, corner. a ghost there. You're like yeah. oh, god. Just bearing down on you because what's happening is kind of messed up. There's like four murderous psychopaths that want to stomp on Pac-Man. He's running around, but I don't know. That's that's not really in spirit of what we're talking about. I, I'm trying. I really don't know. Okay. I can't really think of anything that was like crystal clear, horrific stuff. So, well, I'll take you yeah. back then a little bit more. Uh-huh. So after D. I, we had finally gotten a computer where I could start playing some games that were out at the time. And uh, the, you know the guys that made the Duke Nukem 3D, Monolith? Yeah. They produced a game or made a game called Blood. And okay. you it's basically, I mean, think Duke Nukem 3D or anything else they've ever made. It was a first-person like shooter type thing. But you come back to life to kill your old master sort of thing, if I remember correctly. I didn't really care about the story so much. It was more just there was zombies and, like, gory things and blood everywhere and all that sort of stuff and, like, a dark carnival and references to a bunch of horror movies that were out or, like, popular at the time. There's a bunch of Army of Darkness quotes. There's some stuff uh, referencing, like, The Crow, a bunch of different Lovecraft stuff. There's um, a building called the Overlooked Hotel... Just like uh, okay. stuff like that, so it was uh, a lot of paying a lot of homage, uh, homage to homage, whatever, to uh, horror in general. And the idea was, you come back to life and you start off with an axe and you just hack your way through a bunch of like zombies and shit. Uh, so okay. I don't know if it was really scary, but it had that weird horror movie vibe I was really into for a long time. Like, did any of you guys play Splatterhouse back when that was kind of contemporary? I I played no. it when I got into emulation. Yeah, oh, okay. exactly. So no, I didn't play it back then either. Huh. Um, that yeah, would have been just... probably a contender, though. Yeah, <laughs> so. I'm just looking at like this blood monolith stuff. I mean, monolith like it's kind of neat to see how far back their horror roots go, though, because you know, condemned and fear and stuff. Like that's kind of what I know them for. But sure. that they were dabbling in kind of weird, moody dark stuff before that well i mean and i don't know if like you would count them but i was big into doom and doom 2 mm-hmm. which were terrifying in their own I, way i could see those being scary considering you're fighting demons basically you're fi- mm-hmm. yeah like growing up you're still a kid kind of you're in this world where you're seen through the eyes of this guy in this world and there's demons everywhere now the problem with doom is that they have the doom traps with is what people call them now basically because it would be like oh this is another doorway i have to go through you open it there's nothing in you walk in a bit then all the doors around you lock and you're in a room full of demons like that was pretty bad back in the day or this um if you had one or two like demons left alive in the whole level you would just consistently hear them moaning and grunting as you were trying to find where you were going which was kind of concerning as well so there'd always be like this sound as you're like walking around these empty halls and you thought everything was dead but nope there's still stuff around so yeah you could probably count doom i guess as a horror 
Actually, you probably should, right? Not yeah. About it. Yeah, that would make sense. I didn't put it on my list, but I should have. So, <laughs> I don't know. What about you guys? First person horror things at all? Yo, Dune three. I find Amnesia pretty funny. Okay. And you you've seen how I what I think about Slender. So there's video of all of that. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, I have seen and relived it and laughed because. <sighs> To be fair, though, when we were playing Slender, I wasn't feeling it either. Yeah. Slender only ever got to me once, and it was when people were talking about it so vaguely. I checked it out myself, and it was right after I had gotten home from work at 2 in the morning. I had headphones on, and my I back then I didn't ever put the light on in my house because when you're working to just like make ends meet sort of thing, you don't want to waste electricity, build yeah. stuff. So I just wouldn't turn anything out like up in the house. So completely dark in the whole house. I was al- living alone at the time. Headphones on. I went into Slender and it got to me the first time. And then after that, never again. So <laughs> I don't know. I didn't see the terror behind it, but I loved watching other people that felt that stress the whole time. Like mm. Nathan, for example, <laughs> watching him play the first time was probably one of my top five gaming experiences of my <laughs> whole life. It's yeah, I get very on it. I've never heard you swear so many times in succession. <laughs> I can't not swear when I play that game. It's just it relieves the tension a little. I don't know. I just get really wound up by and it. And is this funny because people like, think you talk no. a lot normally? They should yeah. watch you when you're stressed because you yeah, don't man. stop talking. Oh man, I gotta talk through. It's like oh shit, oh shit, I gotta go around. Oh, like yeah. Just and then something happens, right. you're just like oh that's great, that's just fantastic, and you keep going. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Like, no. Why is the page here? It's usually on the truck. Like, yeah. Nonstop talking to the game. I that game still bothers me. I don't play it <laughs> recreationally at all. <laughs> um, like I have the latest one. I just don't. Wanna... What was that one game that I got super upset about by the ending? Was that SCP? SCP zero eight seven. The stairs. Yeah. Yeah. It was <laughs> like, so oh, dumb. There's a face. It's got you. Spoilers. I think Nathan was playing that one too. Yeah, I played that one. Yeah, and it's like, oh, okay, there's a thing. Like, th- there isn't a thing for a very long time, and then there is. That's the scare. It was just like a goofy thing, wasn't it? And then you just walked up towards it, and it touched you, and you died. It was or just the game, like, and then it crashed. It was just the like a just, stupid just face. Goes to desktop. It just ends. Yeah. So yeah, that's how they do that. Um, I. I'm like I haven't played it. I'm kind of curious if you guys have, but like there's this game that just came out on Steam that Harlan Ellison worked on. It's like I have no mouth yet I must scream. Oh no, uh, that's a super old game. Yeah, that's yeah. really old. That's like mid 90s, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, have you guys checked it out or no? No, I I've seen a playthrough of it. Okay, just it sounds compelling to me. Like just that this sci-fi writer kind of was involved in the development of it is just like what? That's so weird. So I've kind of been curious about checking it out. It's a point-and-click adventure, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, I believe so. Okay, just that's kind of an older like of that era that I'm kind of curious about, but I haven't seen it firsthand, so I can't really comment on its quality. But you did bring it up came Doom out 3, on though. Halloween 1995, so you brought up Doom Three, which I want to get yeah. back to for a second because I forgot that is technically, I guess, retro now. Well, oh, it's within. Man. If if we're going that far back, then yeah, I got some stuff I can talk about, but. <laughs> What do you I mean? I forgot that is ten years old at least. Well, like not far back, that far back, but still kind of like we're going to the first. I was still in school. 
when that was like announced. Okay. So. Yeah, I just started university when Doom Three came out. So yeah. Yo- Half Life is that a horror game? I'm gonna say yes because there were some parts in that that I'm gonna say ish, but that wasn't the focus of it. Uh, yeah, for sure. Sci-fi, primarily action shooter. Yeah. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. I don't know. So I played a bunch of that too. But uh, yeah, Doom Three, Monster Closets, got that chainsaw. Dude, I like Doom Three. I know a lot of people hate it, but I liked it. I like the. I don't like that they fixed the whole like you can have the flashlight and gun out at the same time. Mm-hmm. There was something kind of special where it's like you had to sacrifice sight for power or like the other way around where it's like, well, I can see what's coming at me now. And I know there's going to be at least like a two second delay before I can do anything about it. I guess that's the like, problem that like people that that's a horror style trope, but people didn't want that of Doom 3. They just wanted a shooter like people. People generally just don't like horror stuff. I'm going to say <laughs> maybe mm. when it comes to video games, because. People don't like to be have the feeling where they don't have power, maybe, Uh when they play a video game, which is why I still like the fact that Resident Evil 4, you couldn't walk and shoot at or five. Right. Now that I think about it, Hmm? like it was only in six that you could walk and shoot. Right. In Resident Evil. Yeah. Yeah. I like that they stuck to their guns for a long time. Where they're just like, no, you have to stay pro- like in a standing position and just kind of pull your gun out and aim sort of thing. You can't move and shoot at the same time. Because for one thing, realistically, it makes more sense if you're trained to like shoot to kill. You're going to stop and make sure every shot counts, blah, blah, blah. More importantly, I like that feeling of tension that this thing's coming at me and I could either try to run around it or like run around and then shoot it. Uh-huh. Or like... I don't like the fact that you can pull out your gun in six and like walk towards something or away from something and shoot it. It just feels a lot less scary to me in a lot of ways. Like you want that weird moment of like you're running with the monster behind you and you don't have a sense of where it is. And then you or like how much or you forget on. how much ammo you have in your gun. So you're like, oh, shit, I might only have like two bullets left because I just emptied a full clip in this other dude. But yeah. now I'm running sort of thing. Well, like ammo, like limitations and whatever, definitely kind of up the tension and whatever. So yeah, that, well, that's some I'm, quality business. Not not as retro of a game, but did you guys ever play Condemned One Criminal Origins? I did. Yeah. 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 That reminds me basically a lot of what you're describing. Yeah, for sure. I really like Condemned or uh, Criminal Origins. <laughs> There's some good kind of like I mean I've seen it more and more and I guess it always comes from Seven, but like that surprise you think a person's dead and then they're not thing they they do a good moment like that in that game mm-hmm. so yeah and like just morbid investigation stuff like csi but really weird dark killings and whatever and then the melee combat stuff gets pretty weird and they're just cursy like just angry psychos yeah yelling obscenities under their breath and whatever <laughs> a weird pair of games i don't there'll never be another one of those right second one didn't do well Bloodshot. second one second one changed too much from what i heard I kind of liked it, but I only played a bit of it. Yeah, there's more it, action in it, I guess. But there's also it, just it's, like it's more of a shooter than the first yeah, one was. Like, I mean, a little bit, but definitely still very limited ammo. Like you'll get a gun with like three shots in it, and then it's empty, and then you're you know hitting somebody with a piece of foosball table or something. Like they're inventive melee weapons. But then also just like creepy burnt doll factory. Like that's just a place you go to in that game, and that's yeah. A- 
horror place. Like it's just like there's just burnt dolls everywhere. Like great, this is the worst place to be. But yeah, no, the again monolith. So they kind of trade heavily in that kind of stuff. Like I guess you know fear is also sort of going for that, but I just I don't know. I found that more of just like slow motion action shooter that sort of tried to be creepy sometimes. But fear it, has the single worst jump scare i've ever experienced in a video game and i'm still angry at it for it like a bad jump scare no like it got me really bad and it really pissed me off because the thing is when i get uh scared i get angry i don't Mm -hmm. go into like this like flight mode i'm just like oh i'm gonna hit something Mm -hmm. because yeah no like i get scared i'm just like what the fuck and i just start like swearing at somebody or something if they scare me you know what i mean Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, like, try to run away or anything. So, anyways, what Fear did is there's this part where you're going down a ladder. And um, what you do every time in that game when you go down a ladder is you turn and, like, as you're going down, you kind of face the way you were, the opposite way of where you came sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, as soon as you start going down, right where you were just right in front of your face is Alma and then you keep going down you're just like oh Jesus <laughs> that yeah. was the worst thing that could have ever happened because after that every ladder I was just like nope 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 <laughs> this is going <laughs> to piss me off I'm not going to break my computer over this but um, yeah I think that was the only one in that whole game so spoiler alert if you haven't played Fear I guess I haven't played Fear nine years ago or something but yeah okay. <laughs> how are the Xbox 360 ports of that do you know Good. Oh, I was just talking about the first port of the first one, like, yesterday. Yeah. The mm-hmm. achievements in that game are fucked. Like, they're just the insane, the stuff they expect you to do. Like, just like, hey, beat this game, but use only 100 bullets. You're just like, <laughs> but it's a shooter. I want to shoot. Near No, you can't. You got to be careful. Well, that's why it's an achievement. Yeah. That's but what like, an achievement should be, something actually also, challenging. The weighting of the achievements is just, like, super punishing. Like, it's like, I played through that entire game. Mm-hmm. and played like a couple hours of multiplayer on top of it just to like round out my weekend i have like 70 points in that game yeah it's yeah. Just like good job you beat it 20 points like play it again and this time why don't you so many bullets what's wrong with you actually you know what that is a fair criticism because if i remember fear was the type of game that when you upped the difficulty what mm-hmm. it did instead of like actually changing how you're supposed to play is they just made every character take way more bullets to die nope. It's, yeah, like it's just like like well, you would shoot them in the head with like almost a full clip on the hardest difficulty. Mm-hmm. So to be able, to, if there was an achievement, it was like use a hundred bullets on the hardest difficulty. It's just impossible. I can't remember the exact number, but there was like a hard cap on bullets, and it was like a game where the fun is slow motion shoot all kinds of bullets, and now you can't do that. But it did give you the slow motion. Which made yeah. it way easier to kill things instantly. So I could see you doing it. Like it wouldn't well, be over. You like doing the slide punch kind of stuff. Like there was like a weird fighting system. Yeah, in that but game. that stuff was super effective. It would usually take the dudes out right away, even the armored ones. Yeah. So like, why wouldn't you use it anyway, right? I guess it. I don't know. They just. It was more just like the no reward for just playing the game, like at all. Like they're just like, hey, you know. The reward should be that you had fun. Yeah, that's like the Nintendo way of thinking. <laughs> I want my achievements, yo. Especially then. It was like 2006 or something. I was just like up on achievements, and it's just like, what? Why don't I get all... Like It was like Perfect Dark Zero style, where they just overestimate how popular their multiplayer is going to be. Yeah. And put 
too many of them over there. Yeah. So okay. yeah, I found I found the achievement uh, Nathan was talking about. Less than mm-hmm. 500 rounds of ammo. Oh, that's way easy to do. Are you kidding me? 500 rounds? 500. You should go do that then. Go, There's go. maybe like 100 dudes in the game. But five bullets each. Yeah, you can kill them with like two bullets to the head each or do the punches. Count? I don't know. Do what? Do rockets count as bullets? Like you need to. Yeah, probably. That count as a bullet. Or is that Project Origin? I played that one too. <laughs> but yeah. I never played Fear 3, which apparently has John Carpenter involved somehow. Yeah. I haven't played it either. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, fine. 500 bullets. Whatever. Yeah, you can do it on the lowest difficulty. Uh, Camera turrets count as ammo. Oh, okay. Hmm. There you go. Fun, unique challenge for everyone to go try out. Get the 360 version of Fear 1. I don't know. Or just get it on PC, because any PC could run it now, probably. Probably. Back and then, it was kind of a feat to run that game. Kind of bundled together for, you know, Steam sales and all that. Just get a whole mess of fear. <laughs> a whole mess, mess of, of fear. fear. Yeah. Uh, First title. We fi- yeah, I was going to say, we found the name of the episode. Yeah. Mess of fear. Yeah, that's what it stands for. Speaking for- of more fear, yep, yep. but not the video game. I want to go back to Clock Tower because I played, I didn't play the original SNES one first. I played the PlayStation one first. And, um, dude, that game is terrifying because you take the point and click adventure type game where it's kind of hard to control what you're doing in the first place. And then you add this element of a serial killer consistently chasing you with, for like the whole game. And every time he comes around, the music starts building. Then you'll hear the door close in the room you're in and this ching, ching, ching sort of sound because he's coming after you and you have to hide because you can't take that dude on. Mm-hmm. You said this was the PlayStation one you're talking about, right? Yes. Okay. But this if I remember correctly, the PlayStation and SNES version are very similar uh, in the way they play. More or less, yeah. Uh, the story and the characters are all different, but there's still a scissors hand. There's still a scissors man and stuff like that. Yeah, the PlayStation version takes place after the incident with uh, the SNES version. Like it actually starts off with, I think one of the characters or somebody that was involved in the first incident talking to a therapist about the murders and stuff. I think only like, depending on the ending you get, either only one or two people survive the original Clock Tower. Yeah. Sorry, Nathan, you you were saying something, and then we... Oh, again. just that sequence you kind of described to me, like, serial killer in the room, you gotta hide. Like, maybe Deadly Premonition just jacked some of that, because there are sequences where that happens, and you have to hide from the Ranko killer. Right. Room, and, but, yeah. <clears throat> but what I'm talking about in this game is that even when you hide, if he saw you hide, you can still die. So, yeah. like, if you're in the bathroom, and then, like, you hear the music start building up, and before if you don't hide in the bathroom stall sort of thing before he comes in he will just stab his scissors right through the bathroom stall and kill you oh, okay so like he, he will still exactly get you where you are yeah but there's a nice little build-up of like did i think he saw him? i don't know yeah maybe i'm safely hidden and then no you're not dead awesome yeah, exactly okay it, it can you set up traps in that like in three yes from what i remember seeing you can kind of make a home alone style like the, bunch of traps for the guy mm-hmm. there's very down. few places to do it in the 
uh, Super Famicom one, but I think in the farther along the series went, the more you could do that. Okay. Yeah, like Clock Tower 3 kind of predicates its whole gameplay system around that. Around traps? Yeah, because traps. like you would, there's, they still had the hiding feature and all that sort of stuff, but you also had to slow down the serial killers coming after you. So you had to put like the weird traps around to slow them down a bit while you did your thing. Clock Tower 3, I genuinely found kind of terrifying in a lot of ways. And I think it might be because there wasn't just the Scissor Man, there was different types of killers. And they were just, I don't know, they were messed up, dude. The first one, if I remember correctly, you go back in time or something, and uh, the dude has like a, a thing with acid or fire. I can't remember. I think it's acid. Acid sounds right. Yeah, and you like you just see him break into this house, like this poor person house, and just like straight up murderize the grandma and like put her in a vat of acid or something dumb like that. But I don't know. They were there's something still kind of grounding about a dude with scissors running around. But when you see this, all these other almost like super villain type serial killers in the different time periods and stuff it's kind of creepy like it Uh it has this whole thing where it's like this isn't modern day i don't know that like i can hide here and stuff so i don't i'm kind of out of my element in general but i don't know i really like those games i clock tower through it's the last one right uh yeah i think the same team did haunting grounds as well Okay. Yeah, I'm looking at Haunting Ground right now on Wikipedia. Like it's described as similar, so maybe. Did either of you ever play Clock Tower Two? I, I have it, but I've never played it. Okay, Clock Tower Two goes a completely different way, whereas there's different acts and they have like a different creepy thing happening. The first one is straight up just like a murderous doll in a house, sort of thing. Pretty messed up. It is actually quite messed up. <laughs> You, like, enter this house, and there's nobody there, and you have to find out what's going on. You just start seeing these people dead everywhere, and then this doll and stuff. So, I don't know. That one's a good one. I still like that one. Those games are probably quite hard to find now, I would think. Maybe in stores. You could probably order them still. I'd kind of hope they'd add those as downloadable stuff, but... I don't think either one is, actually. Okay. Downloadable? Yeah. No, they're not. Neither yeah, of them are, because I would legally. own them. Yeah, they're both... This... Yeah, they're both... Uh, H-Tech released the second one over here, and ASCII released the first. But, I mean, I guess, what do you expect when the company that made those games had Suda at some point working on it? So, mm. that dude, oh man, he does some good horror business. Kind of weird campy horror business though right that's is that fair what, to say that's what horror probably should be just oh, okay i like the campiness of horror it's like shadows of the damned and killer seven yeah killer Ooh. seven that was one of when we were doing the like we're gonna talk about specific games it's like we're yeah, gonna play that this. was one it's of like, them yeah oh, and we is... never did no oh, i did i started I played it, it. And i was I like just... this controls really bad fuck this yeah <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm going to give up my plan to beat this right here and now. Yeah, kind <laughs> of. <laughs> I don't know. Fondly, like, you know, I remember I remember liking it at the time, but definitely, I don't know, kind of tough to put up with 
how it gates all of its content or whatever. Like, it's just like, hey, walk walk forward, shoot this guy. Oh, you he snuck up on you. Start over. And you're just like, okay, I don't I don't know. I'm just waiting for cutscenes at some point. That's what I want to see. Yeah, man, I'm looking at Haunting Ground. That game is expensive. Yeah. <laughs> Like, you know, this kind of reminds me of just a bunch of, like, Japanese horror games I never played over the years because I just kind of hear they were kind of okay and then just kind of move on. But that now they're all rare. Like, Rule rule of Rose. Rule of Rose, yeah. Mm. Like, Creepy Kids. Well, a lot, of this, a lot of the horror games that came out that era were, like, Atlas and... Well, like, I'm like, seeing Capcom on some of these. Well, okay, Capcom was to Clock Tower 3 and Haunting Grounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, like, they were low-print games, basically, especially anything Atlas put out. Mm-hmm. That's kind of been the way horror is in general, though. Like, even with movies and stuff, it's like, yeah, it's out on DVD, but we only have two copies of it because people don't buy horror things. So I would expect video games were kind of the same until they started getting a name for themselves, like the Resident Evils and the Silent Hills and stuff. Yeah. And it's like, oh, no, people actually like this, so we're going to stock up on Resident Evil 6, and then people didn't buy it. Mm-hmm. So... What about Fatal Frame? Do you guys have history with those? or? Uh, Kind of. I played the first one for about 10 minutes and turned it off. Which one? Too creepy or what? Uh, Fatal Frame. Oh, no, I love Fatal Frame. Have you played through those? or The second, one, second one's the only one I beat. Mm. Oh, okay. Those games are pretty freaky. Ghosts. Mm, I... It's it's more like a shock horror type game. It is like yeah. a, like a lot of pop out ghosts right in front of you suddenly. Yeah, ghosts are in your camera. Ooh, <laughs> that's the thing, right? Well, I just now, re- now that, I'm remembering that. Are you afraid of the dark? Episode with the gremlin in the camera, but yeah. No, it's, wasn't that no wasn't that goosebumps? No, say cheese and die. No, that was a different thing. It was the same oh. idea, but it was a different thing that I'm thinking of. But no, the camera like capture their souls or like set them free or something if i remember oh, okay mm. so yeah i don't know we i'm gonna talk about resident evil a little bit because All that right, so was resident evil shinji mikami <laughs> i know that guy you hung out with him ducktales or something there Woo-hoo. you go that's his one known game that's yeah. the, that's it that's the one known game Nothing well that else. and shadows of the dam which we mentioned earlier so whatever okay Okay, so Go. Resident Evil, even though I had already played D and um, like Doom and stuff like that, Resident Evil was the first game that really it really touched like the part of me that really liked horror, like B movie horror sort of stuff when I was growing up, which makes sense because they have even said that it was made to basically be pay like respects to that type of movie in a video game form but uh i still remember the first time this was at game dudes as well (laughs) played uh resident evil and the zombie looks at you for the first time it's just that image is burned into my head forever like the Um, cutscene, right yeah of him like turning his head and just looking at you and then getting up and coming after you and the terrible controls that you weren't used to ever making it hard to get away and then you're in, stuck in this place alone, this mansion, and there's shit everywhere and blah, blah, blah. But Resident Evil still, even though they've gone more action, like sci-fi action sort of thing, still stands out as like the primary video ga- horror video game that like 
defines what I like about horror video games. And I'm not really sure why. When I try to explain it to people, they're just like, yeah, but it controls terribly. And that's like the only thing they have to say to me. So, like, yeah, specifically the phrase tank controls. It's yeah. Just like, yeah, I never really got into it because of the tank controls. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. I kind of thought it was good, but fair enough. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think you're one of those people even. You're just like, yeah, I didn't get into the series until they fixed the controls. I'm just like, I hate you so well, much. Well, <laughs> no, just, you know, 4, I like for all sorts of reasons. 4 like, is really good for a bunch of different reasons, yes. Like, just the pacing of it, I thought was really, really sharp, too. And, like, they just came up with a bunch of cool, inventive enemies and whatever. Like, that that was maybe... I, like, I definitely remember replaying Resident Evil games before 4 came out. But I, like, happily did it again and more than ever in Resident Evil 4. Like, that was just, like, New Game Plus, like, just whatever, just going through that game over and over and just being like, this is awesome. Yeah. Whereas, like, the first one, like, specifically, I guess, the GameCube remake, I definitely replayed it a couple times. Like, I, I got to the point where I think I beat it in under three hours with Jill, like, one time. I was sure. Like, I feel good about that. Yeah. But that was kind of, you know, that's it for me in that game. I was kind of okay with it. But um, 2, like, Resident Evil 2, I played a bunch, and I just never played 3. Like, I just skipped it. And then 4 came along. And kind of reinvigorated like a lot of stuff for me. Like I just got more excited about it in that game than any of the previous ones. But you didn't play but... Survivor or Gun Survivor as people know it. No. Oh. Is that one not good? It's, I like it a lot. It's actually, it's like uh, what's best thing compared to Time Crisis, but horror-ish. Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like Dead Aim. Like um. Of... Yeah, I think Survivor is actually like the prequel to Dead Aim. A more self-serious version of House of the Dead, maybe. Yeah, I played some House. Yeah, of the no, Dead that's too. that's a good comparison. So because the Survivor yeah. always takes itself seriously, well, except for I think the second one, which we never got. Survivor Two Code Veronica. Yeah, I think that turns in. This is some weird fever dream that that uh, Claire's having while they're like in the middle of Code Veronica. Oh, I thought it was taking place while she was in the jail cell at the beginning. I think it takes place when she's flying to Antarctica. Oh, when she's like sick or whatever. Yeah. That makes sense, actually. Really? Like, it's just the game is a fever dream within the game, like within Code Veronica's storyline. So meta. That's kind of awesome. Up here. Yeah. Yeah. We could probably look it up. So it sounds like John's doing that. But you never played Resident Evil 3, huh? No, like I know I know the whole nemesis thing, but we actually had a question on Top Down Perspective recently where someone was asking what was like the scariest creature we had to deal with or something, and I actually said the weird hooded guy or like the weird coat guy. Mr. X. Yeah. Yeah, that's what they That was my introduction to that kind of there's a super thing that you can't fight. Like just run. It'll stalk you and, you know, mess you up. And like that kind of great use of the static background to kind of surprise you. Because like yeah, I, that was not my first Resident Evil game, so I was kind of used to some of the tricks at this point. So it's like you see a window and you're like, all right, I bet something bad's going to happen. Oh, it's a liquor. You know, like you're kind of ready for it. No, that, even better, like going to what you're saying quickly yeah. here, is that what it w- would happen is the game would maybe lock up for a second while it loaded. So <laughs> yeah. you knew something was going to happen or it would go into for Resident Evil 2 specifically, it would go into the FMV sort of sequence with like the widescreen bars. Mm-hmm. So then you knew that something creepy or scary or something was going to happen. What happened with when this thing attacked is nothing. It yeah, would just happen. Yeah, it all explodes and it's just like, oh, what the fuck? What? Like, it was like a great, like, jump out of my seat thing. And this was like, I was playing on N64, like, after I'd played 
GameCube remake. So like this game just looks awful by comparison, but it still got me. Like it's just like the graphics didn't matter at some point. It's just like oh, like I I totally was caught up by it. Yeah. And yeah, so that dude, I guess Mr. X, everyone seems to know him as. I was like, that weird bald guy, he's like a super monk or something. I don't know. Yeah, in uh, in Resident Evil 2, it's Mr. X. He's just a, a variant of the tyrant. Right. So I guess yeah. 3, they kind of went further with that idea, right? Like Nemesis is just kind of... Yeah. Nemesis is just another tyrant, just like modified. To Nemesis, more Nemesis was like, I think, a failed experiment where the... Tyrant, we're talking about Mr. X, who is actually the T-103 model for anybody who's that far you, deep. You, wow, I'm impressed. No, the reason I know that is because I've played that game so many times. When his capsule drops, like when oh, you first see him, there. it says right on there, T-103. Okay. But um, the T-103 Tyrant or whatever was more of like the perfect one, if I remember correctly. But like at that time, that was still, they were still working on it. Well, They're I saw the movie Resident Evil Apocalypse, and in that... I genuinely love that movie. I'm sorry. It is, like, it's the movie version of the video game I grew up with. Sue yeah. me. <laughs> is, is that movie's kind of thing where, like, the problem with Nemesis is he still has, like, human memories? Which is stupid. Of it? Yeah. Is that not in the game? No. Okay. I was like, no, he's like a failed, you know, how Robocop, like, he shouldn't remember, but he does. Like, I thought it was kind of... Maybe the game does. No, like when you see, okay, so Resident Evil Three, it starts off. You meet up, you do your thing, you escape. You're trying to escape the city. You meet up with uh, one of your team members, Brad Vickers, in a bar, sort of thing, mm-hmm. and he's just like, "Oh my god, it's coming after us!" It's so like blah 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 or whatever, and you're just like, "Oh shit, I don't know what he's talking about," and he runs off. When you meet the nemesis for the first time in that game, he basically just comes out of nowhere grabs Brad right in front of you and just like rips him apart and throws him. <laughs> so right. yeah. So then so you're just and then it's just like, okay, well, now you have to deal with this. And then he starts chasing you. Cool. So the way they introduced him was genuinely kind of okay. But um I still think the way they did Mr. X or T one oh three or whatever you want to call him in two was better because you're just doing your thing. And then all of a sudden, this, like, thing is chasing you in a random part of the Raccoon City Police Department at that time. Uh So you might run into it at some point. And it was always the hallway you were going to have to go into, which it was terrifying because it's like, oh, I know what hallway that is. And now I have to open this door and he's probably going to be there. (laughs) Now that I'm thinking back on the series, like, I get does that one not have like two time, like two different characters kind of thing? Does that is that where they lost that Which one? Three. Oh, three. Uh, like just Jill, or it had two characters, Jill? but the other one wasn't a focus at all. You only played as Jill. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's like I kind of you know the first two kind of had a neat thing where you could play as different characters and it kind of changes the campaign, right? Yeah. Or like it too does the coolest thing where there's like kind of different timeline stuff, right? Like you play as someone like staggered timelines a bit, like you're kind of both there, but yeah, the game starts off with like a big uh, tanker wreck, and the two characters are on opposite sides of that wreck on the same street. Right. Yeah. Whereas, like, once you get to, you know, I do like four, but four kind of gets into more conventional stuff where you're just like, you are Leon, you play through this thing, and like, there's the whole Ada stuff that's like kind of bonus content, but it 
it's definitely not. That's what game. um that's what Resident Evil Three does as well. The like second character sort of thing is a mercenary called, named Carlos, and you just yeah. kind of play as almost like a time attack monster killing mode. Well, that was in two as well. So yeah. The fourth survivor and then the tofu survivor. Tofu. <laughs> oh, tofu. <laughs> oh, man. You would think the zombies would just ignore him, but nope. They wanted that tofu. They were really hungry. They were vegetarians, uh-huh. I guess. What is this? Is he made of tofu? Yeah, he's it's just literally. A, a tofu. You've, you've never seen tofu? I don't know. It's not ringing a bell, so. It's a stick of not. tofu with hands. Okay. Here we go. I'll get you a really good picture. And the like, only thing he carries with him is a knife. <laughs> that's how hardcore tofu is. Yep. Does there you go. Enough? There's a picture of him right there. Yep, Great. that's him. <laughs> All right. The super I think, serious. I, I think that's from like that might be a Resident Evil Three shot. I think actually. All this Resident Evil lore. Oh no, that is that is the tofu survivor screen that they show when you load the mo- the mode. He's the yeah back one. I think. If I remember correctly, mm, no. The more damage you take, the the redder you the get. The redder he gets, yeah. So but he doesn't. He, I believe he starts perfectly white. He doesn't have a gun though. No, you just have a knife. Yeah. Oh, and to answer that thing about uh, Survivor Two, yeah, the game's events are actually a dream, which Claire's having after the ending of Resident Evil Code Veronica. Okay. Oh, after the ending. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Oh, okay. Because yeah, the the game ends in Antarctica, right? I never finished Code Veronica. If memory, so I... if memory serves me, that's where it ends. Like it ends in Antarctica, yes. Yeah, so when they're when the game when they're leaving at the very end of the game. Okay, yeah. That's yeah. apparently when this dream happens. Yeah, because when you start Antarctica you start playing as Chris, so I didn't know if you were talking about like when I, I her was, game ends. Yeah, this is when uh, when Chris and Claire are, are escaping. Oh, okay. Fair enough. I haven't played that game, so Yeah, no, I haven't beaten Code Veronica either. Oh yeah. really? No, I, I played Code Veronica, but <laughs> Did you finish it or? Oh yeah, many times. Okay, but, cool. Yeah, no, I I flaked out at some point partway through that game. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there was definitely a whole like list of games that I was kind of way into until like next gen happened, like 360 came out, and I was just like, yeah, I'm just never gonna finish all this. Time for Dead Rising, and like that was my new jam for quite a while. Sure. So I don't. I think that's too recent, but the Dead Rising games are kind of cool too. Sure. I don't know if they're horror. They're, but I get, they got tons of that camp you were talking about, though. Yeah. No, so for much sure. Camp. Like this, this camp generator <laughs> right there. Put all these Lego head things on these zombies and laugh it up. Take photos. This is fun times. But okay. So I guess we already talked about like kind of one avenue of survival horror from Japan. Silent Hill is kind of the other big one, right? Silent Hill. Yeah, definitely. That was after Resident Evil for me. Well, I mean, it was after Resident Evil for everybody. Because right. it came out later, but I mean, obviously, we'll get to Alone in the Dark after that because it's equally important in a lot of ways. But yeah, but where um, Resident Evil did more of a B movie throwback type video game for horror, Silent <laughs> Hill did more of the psychological like mindfuck type horror. Yeah, right. And that, that was it. Did it well too. It did it very well. It still does it probably the best out of like that. If you could call psychological mindfuck horror a genre. Silent Hill is the game that really penciled that genre in uh-huh. and still does to this day. But I haven't played the newest ones at all, so I can't talk about those anyway. So it doesn't matter. But Silent Hill 1, the most terrifying thing about Silent Hill 1, 2, I'm trying to remember 
three. Uh, three didn't have it as much. But uh, the fog. The fog that yeah. made it no. so the game ran smoothly, so it didn't have to load assets as the, frequently. Yeah, the majority of Silent Hill 3 is indoors, which is why I don't have to deal with the fog. The majority of Silent Hill 2 is outdoors. And 1 is, like, almost all outdoors. Yeah. Yeah. But, so um, kind of a genius, like, use of technical limitations. 3, three got around in a really interesting way that still worked. Yep. So instead of instead of this fog, you basically uh, what what's a staple of the Silent Hill series is the other world or what do they call it? Um, I mean, I always just refer to it as like the hell world or some you know what I yeah, mean where uh, like yeah. everything goes crazy. Yeah, I think there's like Spooky an official town. term for it. But yeah, like yeah. there's Spooky like, town. like <laughs> suddenly everything, everything looks like super distorted and machine like and like demonic. And Silent Hill three goes like heavy handed with that to make up for not having like the fog of Silent Hill. Sure. But I mean, even the Silent Hill one and two and stuff did the same thing. Where if you were they, indoors, yeah. it did the same. They did, but I, th- I feel like they didn't do it as well because, like, in Silent Hill three, like you can visibly see the transition happening. Yeah, no, for sure. Like, I guess for the uninitiated, Silent Hill one, when it happened, everything would just go black and then come back as mm-hmm. like fucked up. So like <laughs> so. fade out and then hey, it's back and it's yeah. wrong. Yeah. And I, I, I'll be honest, I can't remember how it works in two. It's it been is- so long. In two, it does. Um, I'm trying to remember now too. I think they were maybe in cutscenes. Oh, maybe. And then three, it's like in engine happening real time. Yeah, that sounds like a cool way to do it. Cause yeah, I could see them using a cutscene to kind of hide the loading time and bridge the gap, kind of, and then you're back and it's all weird. But... I kind of like how four did it. I don't know if you guys have played four or even like it. I, I have it. I didn't get far enough in four. So. The conceit with four is that you're stuck in this room. It's called Silent Hill for the room, but yeah. you're in your apartment. And um, as you're looking around your apartment and like exploring it sort of thing, there's a hole you find that takes you to the other dimension or whatever. Mm-hmm. And every time you come back, there is like ghosts in your apartment and they're messing stuff up. That's so great. Like, that's it's such so a great good. Idea. Yeah. I know. <laughs> it's too bad that game didn't offer a whole lot, but. Yeah. That's that's fine. And like the worst part of that game was everything except for the room, which is kind of weird if you think about it. Like every, the actual gameplay parts were the worst part of that game. Like did they kind of go for more it, combat? Yeah, that's that's the point where Silent Hill started going more combat focused, really. Like hit this thing with a crowbar. It's just like I don't want it. what there was like a bunch of different items, like you could choose like your strength of swing or something like that. Mm. Or like there were two different swings you could do. I well, you could do that always from the first game. The no, longer it, you held there, the button, the harder you swung. No, I, I think that's. But no, like, there was, like, there was more. Two. There was more control of it in four. I remember. Yeah. Because yeah. the idea with the two and three, and even the first one, was that you were kind of helpless. And in four onwards, it starts feeling like, hey, you can actually fight back. Yeah. Well, I never had a problem. I never felt helpless in Silent Hill one or two myself. I guess. Mm. Well, I mean, but that's like the, what they're trying to convey. Yeah, probably. I mean, in a way, I'm going to agree with you because the weapons they give you are literally a plank of wood and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess. And you start getting better stuff as the series went along. Origins kind of threw it back to the way the older Silent Hills were, though, which makes sense because Silent Hill Origins, you know. But yeah. um, like Silent- for me, kind of the one I got 
way into. Like, I have a bunch kind of on my to be played list that have just been sitting around forever, but the one I kind of went all the way through was Silent Hill Shattered Memories, which is, I oh, guess, a weird. remake of the first one. Okay, yeah. Yeah, like, I, I honestly, like, it still stands in my memory as, like, one of the most interesting uses of the Wii as just a, a thing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's available on PS2 and PSP and stuff. I'd still say the Wii version is kind of the definitive one. Just because, like, it just does dumb stuff that kind of ends up working. Like, it's like, oh, man, I'm getting a creepy phone call, and then you hold up your Wii remote to your ear, and there's just, like, fucked up audio in there, but it's, like, right up next to your face. Like, it's just, it's just you know, super cheesy, but it kind of pulls you in in a weird way. But I guess the most inventive stuff that I guess would be true of the other versions is, like, there's all these kind of interview segments. Like, there's a framing narrative where you're kind of in a psychiatrist's office and you're kind of giving responses to all these questions. Yeah. And that will actually impact the game's levels a little bit. Like, just the colors of stuff and kind of, like, pictures on the wall and stuff will kind of be altered a little bit to kind of better fit what you just said. Mm -hmm. So, in weird ways, it'll kind of, like, customize the creepiness to what you are scared of or whatever, as best it can within its, like, limited list of options or whatever, but... I've, I remember that being kind of a neat thing. And then the story I just thought unfolded in a pretty cool way. So I'll probably play that again someday. But Was yeah, that I, the only I, one you played? That's the only one I've finished. Like, I've played okay. three a bit. I played four a little bit. I, I, I actually would like to see one. you play through the first one because... I, I would, mean, too. Shattered Memories is obviously just a remake of the first one. So it'd be interesting story. to see the comparallel, yeah. Like, maybe maybe all the stuff I liked about the first one is just, like, or Shattered Memories is just like, oh, yeah, that's because that story's great and that's just in there i'm just like oh okay but yeah is is that available in any kind of like downloadable HD yes yeah somehow one should be downloadable it okay. is yep like there there was the kind of controversy about some of the re-releases though like they changed the voice acting or something no that's in, that's that collection only has two and three. Oh, uh, i think you have to get the psn version of silent Hill one yeah. Okay. I have I have two and three, like the original and the reason why there was more controversy besides that is that they took away the fog in Silent Hill 2. Oh, like there's like we got better, you know, more hardware this time, so Yep. So like you know those shitty assets they were hiding? You can see them. Yeah. <laughs> so just like, oh, you guys should have thought about this more. Like yeah. that's not what the problem was, but okay. That's a shame. Um Silent Hill 2 is still my favorite of those. Everyone uh, loves that game. It's, so I'm it's quite good. Just, like there's kind of a puzzle heavy nature to all of these, right? Yeah. Like they're yeah. survival horror games. Yeah, I believe in the first couple, you actually got to set your difficulty of puzzles. You did, yep. Hmm, okay. <laughs> I, I don't know what to make of that. Like, what would that mean? They're just, like, I, bad clues? I remember I played through, I think, Silent Hill 3 a bit on hard puzzle, and, like, they were, like, super obtuse puzzles. Like, put these five books in order based on the story, the Greek myth- mythological horror or something like that. I can't remember the full details, but it was just one of those, what the hell kind of situations. Yeah. yeah. Like, why didn't you know that extracurricular knowledge? Well, no, they give you, they give like, you enough hints to figure it out. Yeah. Okay. That just means you have to actually read them. Ah, uh, and that, yeah, that's essentially what you're setting for the, pu- the puzzle difficulty is like how much you need to pay attention to the fluff around the world. Yeah. Okay. Well, all right, I'll I'll get around to those someday, but they're kind of daunting. Like, are they long? Like, no. are my that giant experiences? No, not, not really. Two I hours. Mean, they, they've, they've got multiple sleep. endings. Oh, okay, okay. Like three has one of my favorite uh, like secret endings. Which one? Uh, UFO. 
Yeah. <laughs> One and, and two the, both the, have the, those as well. Yeah, no, but just the way you have to earn the third's UFO ending is hilarious. I don't remember how you do it on three. Uh, there's a secret item you get that causes a transformation. And it transforms your character. Uh, the girl's, You're playing as a girl named Heather. Yeah. If you use this item, it transforms you into a magical girl like Sailor Moon. And you kill monsters with like love oh, beams or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that's so good. <laughs> yeah. It's such a quirky, bizarre choice. But like, if you kill, I want to say, 150 enemies or 50 or something like that with this one move. Then when you get to a certain point in the story, like ha- the halfway point of the story, the game just ends and it plays the most ridiculous ending I've seen in a while and ends with a super goofy song. <laughs> All right. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah. Nathan, it's, do you know the good. story for the other games? Like one, I think you do because you yeah. play the well, remake like, sort dude, of thing. His daughter re- is Austin. He's he's searching for her. But yeah. like, does it deal with like the cult? Um, or is that, or is it more of like an internal battle in the reimagining? There's definitely some weird, like oddballs in the town and stuff, and the kind of the main stuff I remember is kind of the chase sequences. Like I don't know if there was action gameplay in the first one, but in all the kind of horror world stuff in Shattered Memories are like run. There are faceless no, no, heroes. Not run. really anything like that. No, you fought everything. In the, okay. In yeah. Well, I, I guess I found that kind of refreshing too because it was you know a powerless type thing like you have no like recourse other than just get out of here you got to get you know to the exit essentially and there's just it's like a weird game of tag but with faceless things sure so yeah Uh, i don't remember like i mean i've seen the films and stuff and there's a cult in there so i'm wondering if they took points from that and whatever and messed it up in the movie that is silent hill though like everything most of the stuff going on revolves around a cult Mm mm-hmm at least, so. do they spell everything out like they do in the movie? Because it's just like there was these witches and they sacrificed this kid and all this stuff. And it just, depends it, how much you pay pieces, attention to stuff. Bits and pieces, yeah. I don't okay. remember there being too much of a focus on cult in two. I remember it being just heavy in one and three. No, no, two is. Uh, well, this is why I want to ask Nathan. Do you know about two? The story, Nathan? Not, no, not really. Okay, just, uh, like, we won't talk about it then. Because yeah, I'll, I'll just say this. One and three and head. two and four are related, although the connection between two and four is kind of tenuous. Okay. Two and four... Uh, well, I mean, I guess we could say Silent Hill 1 and 3 are more of a like man versus supernatural sort of thing, whereas two and four are man versus himself. Yeah. Okay. It's like so, in, in, you know... Yeah, lines. but already saying that, I might have spoiled some stuff in Silent Hill 2. <laughs> okay. So I apologize, but you should play that game. It's good. I have Restless Dreams. Do you know what the difference is between those versions? Or They came out on different systems, and Restless That's Dreams it? had... Um... Extra content, extra endings. Yeah. Oh. It had, it was, it had the, the Maria mode. It wasn't anything big, but it was big enough to piss off people that didn't weren't able to play Restless Dreams. So And then, and then it came back out on PS2, so... Yeah. So Restless Dreams is on both systems. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I think PC. Like there's I think a whole they're, like, they're all on PC actually, one, two, and three, and maybe even four. Really? I know two and three are. I've physically seen copies of two and three. Hmm. Yeah. Well, probably those are two versions that might be a way to do it too, but Okay. Uh, I'm trying to think like I mean, I was kinda of joking, but I did play that new Alone in the Dark game in like two thousand eight. Oh <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like, wait, I mean, not the new one. I played the PlayStation one. New Nightmare. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, I, I don't want to kind of 
just you know say it's great or anything because it's it really isn't in a lot of ways but that it has kind of an open world element to it kind of was neat like it just kind of was like you need to deal with these like weird corrupt trees in central park and it's just really dark and like there there was a enemy in that game that was basically just living darkness so you'd shine your light and it would just kind of move around like this puddle of dark which is kind of cool so but, a more distinct enemy from uh, alan wake yeah, well, I mean, the Alan Wake enemies are like shadow men, essentially. This was like, you know, just a blob of dark, and it was sentient somehow. It was kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't know, there was like a crafting system and stuff. But, I, I mean, Alan Wake, I guess you could call that a horror game, too. I kind of like that game. Yeah, but I would, for sure. That's getting more and more contemporary, so, you know, at some point we'll just be talking about like what came out last week or something. Have either it, of you yeah. played the Siren games? I was just looking at them on PSN, actually, because I, I remembered that was a noteworthy thing I missed. There's, I, it's kind of weird. There's like an episodic collection that's $40, and then there's just a game called Siren that's 10 What that, is the that, one that one like? just called Siren's probably the PS2 game. Yeah. Oh, okay. And the one that was um, episodic is Blood Curse, if I remember. Yeah, that was either Siren 2 or Siren 3. I can't remember which. And there's 12 episodes of that, and it it's $40 on there. Like, are those awesome? Like people have said pretty cool things about them for a while, but I know I, I, most people I talk to don't like them, but I have a friend who swears that the, the episodic one's actually pretty good. Okay. I haven't played them, but I like the idea that, uh, there's a thing in the game where you can actually see through the people chasing you's eyes to make sure that you're hidden from them. Hmm. Okay. Which is kind of terrifying. I like that. That's really cool. But I haven't played them, so I don't know. That's why I was asking if either of you have. Yeah, no, like there's definitely a wealth of horror games out there that I am aware of, just because they're they've kind of been an interesting genre in a lot of ways. Because like games, like we said, are all about empowering the player, typically, like just power fantasies, and they're, these are kind of the most polar opposite to those in a sure. way, which <laughs> you know might go too far for some people. Like, you're just like, I just want realism. I don't want to be like in a weird spook house all the time. Like, it's just like, no, well. You know, at least it's a little bit different. So there's some, and then Resident Evil is kind of a weird balance where eventually you're just shooting all that stuff. So you kind of ha- now have a power fantasy again. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's what it more became. Uh, the 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 farther along you got in Resident Evil, the more of a power fantasy it became. For yeah, sure. like four was basically trying to overwhelm you with just numbers. Like there's just there's a lot of dudes, so now you you're still in trouble. Or like mm. those weird blob dudes with multiple hearts that you had to. It kind still of worked beat. though. Yeah. yeah. Like, it was still intense, but you definitely felt like you, if you're competent, you're going to be fine. There was nothing scary about 5 unless you're super no, racist. No, five, 5 was just, like, a core what action about, movie. What about, like, the DLC stuff they did? Because, like, I... Oh, Lost of Nightmares yeah, for Resident Evil 5 was really great. Good. It's yeah. so good. Okay. So the, the that's the one with the mansion, right? Yeah. Go back or to a different mansion or something. Yeah, it's a it, it storyline wise, it's a different mansion, but it's made to look like the original one. So there's like a lot of throwbacks to the original game, and the the few monsters you do end up fighting are like ridiculously powerful, even if you have like powerful weapons. Okay. Yeah. I might try that stuff. I mean, I I downloaded that. So out, out of the DLCs, I highly recommend Lost in Nightmares. I say you can pass on Desperate Escape. Oh. Yeah. De- probably. Desperate Escape. Desperate Escape is basically just like kill enemies like there's literally an achievement for killing i think 250 enemies and my first playthrough of it i was shy of that by three okay and that was that was without trying 
Yeah. So them definitely going more of an action. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Resident Evil 4, though, I think that might be the... Like, for you, that's your thing, right? Like, that's for sure yours. Well, it's like kind of just this uh, sweet combination of the two. Like, it was just kind of an interesting shooter as well. Like, it gives you a lot to kind of think about that a lot of action games don't, like, in terms of just inventory management. Like, it's almost like an RPG-level stuff to some of that like you're just like well i gotta carry all this stuff i'm gonna equip my fire grenade and use it here and like i don't know it was interesting i i liked it quite a bit whereas leveling up your guns like i always use the red nine even though it's not technically the best it's just the best looking (laughs) like i just opted for that handgun every single time i played it what was the name of those creepy lab monsters in four those gooey things with the hearts right oh shit uh, what the hell were their names? Everyone hates them. They're, They're scary. They're so like, creepy. You need to use infrared and yeah, yeah. And, I and don't. Some of them what... just like exploded into spikes. Yep. If they get too close to you, they just become like a spine. regenerator. Re- the regenerators, yes. Yeah. Best thing about four. And yeah, worst. <laughs> yep. The worst is right. Yeah. And like the crimson head zombies in the remake. Oh God. You're just like walking down this hall, motherfucker gets up and starts chasing you. <laughs> so are the oh are those new to remake? Those aren't original. They're the only thing that re or that remake. Like that remakes the only game that has them. Oh cool! No, that was an like awesome addition because it's just like if you kind of screw up, like you're like oh I panicked and I just shotgunned it and then it dropped and bled out or whatever. Like you know it's going to become a red like a crimson head at some point and you don't want that but you don't have any gas to burn it so you're just kind of left with this weird tension of ever going back to that hallway well only certain uh ones if i remember did and it's one of these things that when you get to the point where you're playing the game over and over again you just know systematically which ones will become it so you take care of them. oh okay yeah saw through the mechanics there enough to... I'm talking about the first time before like you read online in message boards or like any of this stuff on the Twitters when, mm-hmm. you, when you just popped in the game you played for the first time and that asshole just got up instantly and started running down the hall after you <laughs> yeah <laughs> so bad awesome panic we're just like pause the game and it's like okay what do we do you guys <laughs> Like we we like played that as a group, like it was a couple friends just kind of delving into that for the first time. It was definitely like just this group stress thing. Like it was like a awesome movie for the people who didn't have the controller in their hands. But then yeah, like all the kind of collaboration of an adventure game puzzle stuff was happening, but also it's hor- horrifying. Yeah, yeah. Like the dog scare got us all, and it was awesome. Like uh, Lisa was messed up. That's just sad weird story i didn't like that the lisa edition very much i felt it was just not necessary but that's fine actually weirdly oh is that new too like lisa's not lisa isn't a thing in anything except for that game oh i thought it was great because like i mean watching the movie wreck later yeah like it was just like oh this is just like lisa essentially like she just lives in this attic in this movie and what like it was just so weird to see like on a movie screen, the same kind of idea just brought out. Like it's just like, wait, there's all this history. There was this lady that turned to a zombie. And you're just like, what the hell? Like this is awesome. 
quarantine, I guess, for American viewers. Yeah, quarantine. But yeah, same same story. Yeah, and I never mind. Let's move on. Yeah, go on. I mean, okay, so I've been talking a lot. Uh, I horror is huge into my past and nostalgia, mm. so I've been talking a lot about this. John, you take it for a bit. <laughs> what does horror mean to you, John? Video uh, games. Something I can laugh at. Yeah. Okay. Truthfully, I don't know. I think I was kind of, I guess, scarred as a kid. Because I remember when I was super young watching uh, like one of the Friday the 13th movies mm-hmm. with like my sister and her friend. And it freaked me out. So I think as a result, I have kind of a warped look on horror. Because I, I find that a lot of the horror games I play now just make me laugh. Like I, I've been playing Dead Space Blind. Yeah. I've been live streaming it, and uh, like I've got the lights off, everything is making it as scary as I can. But when I play it, I just find myself laughing my ass off half the time because mm-hmm. what they think is scary is either now predictable, or is just like not actually scary and just turns out being unintentionally funny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like and, their creature design in that is definitely kind of no, they're the creature album cover. I don't it, know. It's good it's for like baby. like I mean you've got like tentacles coming out, you've got like creepy things trying to get you. So like they're they're going they went the right aspect at least with the first Dead Space. Yeah. But it's just like at this point now it's cliche, I guess. I think that's yeah. the problem with horror and the reason most people don't find horror stuff scary anymore is because it's become cliche. That's why like Cabin in the Woods exists to literally make fun of that. Yeah. Like trade on all the cliches and just kind of turn it into comedy. Like yeah, I gotcha. Like I mean there's all this kind of gross imagery, like there's just blood everywhere or whatever, but that's kind of been made normalized by a bunch of stuff. Video games, Doom and stuff, for example, like it's just not doesn't do it anymore i guess like creepy weird unsettling stuff is kind of an interesting way to go about it like not so much oh there's blood like it's like there's blood in every game now like that's not that's not new but like mechanically intense stuff still gets me i still really enjoy silent hill too like i when i played through that like that game made me feel really unsettled with myself for sure and that's like one of the reasons i really love silent hill too for for yeah for a few reasons <laughs> it makes you think about some stuff but yeah no for sure i do see what you're getting at i mean on the topic of dead space the one thing i really like what they did is that they weren't afraid to just leave some parts silent with nothing happening yeah like which space. which is important because in your games like resident evil every hallway will have like an enemy of some sort so you have to kind of let the fear gestate a little bit over a period of time and then hit you with it something. Yeah, like Dead, Dead Space, Space does use, well. Yeah, they'll use ambient noise to be like, oh, there might be something nearby, and then you'll walk through a hallway and be perfectly fine. Which is terrifying. Like, when you're expecting something bad to happen and nothing does, that's a terrible feeling. Yeah, and I love, like, the outer space sections where there's no sound. So good, yeah. And then you, an enemy just sneaks up behind you because you couldn't hear anything. It's just, like, so... There's so many clever ideas in Dead Space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's... I just... I don't find it scary. Sure. I think the only thing that's really gotten me in recent years, like, actually scary scary, has been, like, anything jump scarish. I don't know if that counts. You think you, you think jump scares shock. are just yeah that that's kind of cheating in a way. Yeah, but I hate them, so maybe they do count because I dread them happening because they piss me off. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> to be fair, jump scares usually piss most people off. Yeah, it's true. People don't like the jump scares. 
Well, I mean, it's definitely easy to pull off because like you're so engaged looking at the screen because you're playing the game, and then just slap something that shouldn't be there in front of you. Like that's that's one way to do it, I guess. But yeah, it seems unearned. It's not. It's not really a fair way to play. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, Dead Space though. I'm thinking like I've I played the second one. Like they just they kind of go in a more action adventure route with some of their stuff, and like to me that kind of made the horror elements of it fade away. Maybe more like there's still like, oh, it's a creepy environment. But because of the way the game is playing like minute to minute, you're kind of just like, no, nah, this is just kind of an action movie now. It's just a roller coaster. So I don't expect anything too intense to happen in terms of like, you know, the limitations on ammo and stuff or managing your character. Like it kind of doesn't matter as much. And I don't know how three handles it, but I don't know. That first one, though, I, I do remember liking quite a bit. Or now I'm just thinking like, you know, does Bioshock count? Are those yes, a hundred percent. Okay, maybe not too as much. Although every time a uh, big sister came was kind of nerve wracking in its own way because I never had ammo. Mm-hmm. So so yeah, I guess that's another sort of contemporary horror type thing that's it's pretty effective. Getting pretty contemporary now. Yeah, like let's let's take another bounce back with I, I don't know what else is there. I don't know what to bounce back to. King's I think- Quest, man, it was weird. Like you, you know. Fairy tales and stuff. Fairy tales and stuff. Yeah, like wasn't Rapunzel sort of factoring in the one? Of the, I don't know. Or like the hair, the dog, that bitch. Oh no, that's Monkey Island. <laughs> Whatever. Adventure games. Yeah, adventure They're games. Too, right? Yeah. <laughs> now, I'm, now I'm honestly just like fishing through my head. Like, yeah, I, I mean we pretty much went through Yo, that my history. Moon, Majora's Mask and crush uh-huh. it. Up, I that that's I think more so unsettling again as well. Like you just look up and it's like, oh yeah, right. Yeah, like that. you just you you know that that whole game is unsettling because you have a, like a strict time limit you have to deal with, and then you keep looking up and it keeps getting closer and closer, and you know like your doom is impending, and eventually by the time like you're almost at a time, the moon is taking up the entire side size of the skyline. Yeah, like that's kind of like a great way to do that in a video game though. Like you're in that environment for a long time like that's a kind of constant time pressure thing like there's a lot of ways that that is really effective video game horror making like whereas i don't know what to expect like conventional movie horror to just kind of translate into video games like that's kind of a different thing because you are the character right so i I don't know like like all those points where it's just kind of like you have to go into the spooky attic or whatever like that kind of stuff I don't know. It feels like, well, I have no other choice other than to do that. So I'm kind of just angry at the game sometimes because it's just like, well, I, you know, what are you doing? Like, I have no choices here. This is what I have to do or else the game won't happen. Right. So it kind of undermines like how that would work in a movie where like, you know, people are watching a movie and they're constantly like, oh, why would you go up there? Because like, you know, if it was them, they wouldn't. But in a video game, it's like, well, if it was me, I wouldn't. So I'm not going to. So I'm not going to play the game, I guess. Yeah, but then that's when games force you to do that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm thinking of, like, Zombie U. Like, they kind of coax you into going places due to survival type stuff. Or, like, Dead Rising survival mode, you need to get food. So you kind of have to go out to yeah. go do stuff. Or I was just playing Don't Starve recently. And that actually does a great job of kind of, like, be- mechanically making you do stuff. Like, you got to explore. It's just like, I don't want to. I'm going to sit by the fire. It's like, well, you're going to starve. Like, you're going to die. So you need to kind of wander off into this creepy landscape and find stuff. 
Like, I mean, I know that's the most contemporary game we've brought up, pretty much, but... <laughs> the I'm game saying... that came out, like, a month ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's actually... I've, I'm kind of keen on that right now, just because, like, I just ended a pretty decent run. Like, I made it 13 days or whatever. But that game kind of mechanically entices you to go places that you kind of want to. Like, it's like, well, I wouldn't normally want to go out to the into the forest at night, but I really need to find some berries or something or my guy's going to die. And then I find, like, some messed up creature or something, and it's just like, great. <laughs> you know, like, I went out here. It was my choice. I guess Miasmata kind of does this, too, where it's like, you want to navigate this island to, like, cure yourself, but there's also a, a creature out there. So, like, you'll be preoccupied doing something important to you and then something weird happens and you you know like the, the, or, oh man now now like don't starve kind of incorporates like a uh, insanity effect type stuff yeah which i mean we didn't bring up eternal darkness in this but that was oh kind yeah of, yeah like kind of balancing some of that like you know psychological stuff like it had action mechanics in it but the I mean, the insanity effects is the thing everyone. The, kind of... the only really scary thing of Eternal Darkness, though, from what I remember, is that bathtub scene, and that's more of a shock horror. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't even remember that. I don't. Maybe I didn't see it, but like, I mean, like they're uh, there's trying to be scary, I guess, or creepy, and like, and I'll admit the insanity effects are pretty awesome. Like in kind of a fun way too. Like it's like, oh, your memory card got deleted, and you're just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you got me. No, yeah. Uh, Eternal Darkness just likes to fuck with you at every moment. I love it. Yeah. But, Even like, they totally don't yeah. work. Like, there's, like, a volume one where it's, like, that looks nothing like my TV's interface. So, all right. Yeah. <laughs> like, just kind of falls flat. But, sorry, the, the bathtub thing, I don't I don't know. I don't remember. Uh, this is, I want to say, a third to a halfway through the game. And okay. it's, uh, it's in the mansion. So, when you're playing as Alex. Oh, okay. But, uh, yeah, like, you just, you go in this room, and then, like, this big, scary, I'll, I'll say scary scene happens, but it's also, like, pair, paired up with, like, a super loud yell. Mm. And it just kind of catches you completely off guard, and you're just like, oh, jeez. It's it's a jump scare, essentially. No. Yeah. Oh, okay. But otherwise, like, I wouldn't really call Eternal Darkness scary, but there's, like, a couple moments where, like, the insanity effects will be like, shit! Like, when your head explodes. Yeah. With no, with no warning. Like, yeah, there's some fun surprises in that game. And, I, I mean, I do like kind of the larger legacy. Like, that that game has all the characters throughout history kind of thing. So, like, playing a bunch of them, you're just like, well, this guy's probably going to die. But, I don't know. Like, you kind of never feel like, well, this is the main character, so it's going to be fine. Like, it's like, no, we're juggling characters all the time. Like, this one ends up dead in, like, this creepy, like, giant column of corpses or whatever. Like, just weird stuff happens to all these people. And it's kind of neat and morbid in a way. And like, like I guess Lovecraft again. And I guess on that note, Call of Cthulhu. Sure. It's pretty cool. Like, did you guys play that one, Dark Corners of the Earth? No, I played a bit of it. Yeah. Okay. Not a whole lot though. <laughs> did you get? I'm, I'm not really into Lovecraftian, so. Uh, I I mean I'm not overly familiar. Like I haven't read much of his stories or whatever. I just know kind of that, you know, ancient creatures of the like uh, elder world or whatever i don't know like just kind of weird ancient demons and weird aliens that react really weird to humans and insanity and asylums and all that kind of weird great stuff like uh dark corners of the earth kind of has a pretty good powerless section up front where you don't have a weapon like you're just kind of investigating and then everything's wrong like you just kind of 
doing routine cop stuff and then you find like oh wow this town is not good at all and i'm so, so it starts off with like the cult stuff then, yeah like right away kind of an angry weird cult but it kind of the way you stumble into it i thought was kind of neat like there i like it's been many years but i guess i don't want to spoil it if anyone's intrigued by like what we're talking about or whatever but i don't know like you kind of naturally find out that things are really bad and then things just get worse from there. And there's kind of like good stealth mechanics and in, in, insanity stuff factors into that. Like you can literally just die of being scared. Like your character just looked at something fucked up for too long and you just lose your mind. <laughs> and I don't know, there's some kind of inventive uses of stuff like that. I mean, the game, when it even came out, like it kind of looked dated. So I don't know how it looks now. I think it came out in 05, but it was like delayed from four years earlier or something. So I th- think you can get like a someone might have a texture pack for the pc version probably yeah like Like, i saw someone uh was playing the game a little bit on uh, youtube and i was watching a bit of it and it didn't really look scary at the beginning but then again i mean they're also commentating over it so that kind of defeats deflates some of it sure yeah yeah like uh, i don't know like again like it's it's more intense like a lot of the games i'm talking about like it's more they build up tension well but it's not like a deep horrific you know like you're not like super mortified about what's on the other side of that door or whatever it's more just like well i am fragile within this game world and i shouldn't get spotted because then i'll fail and i can't win and all this like there's sort of less than compelling reasons for you being scared sometimes but i don't know like i'm not sure what to expect really from a game on that front like are you supposed to be so you know mortified you can't even play it like that seems to be what a lot of people seem to do with amnesia, right? Like they just don't even play it. Like, have any of sure. us really gotten far? like? I mean, John, you you kind of described being really kind of jokey with a lot of horror games. Like, have you just run, run like run through amnesia? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Did you finish it? No, I didn't finish it. Uh, I got where did I end? After the water demon. Okay, like that's kind of where I stall out every time. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> like I was I was playing it with. Uh, two other people in the room and i when i play horror games i tend to kind of i guess troll around a bit so in the part where there's this water demon where if you stand in the water it starts chasing you but you can't see it all you can see is the splashes it's making in this in the water and the growls yeah yeah so what you're supposed to do is stand on these boxes and you'll be perfectly safe but i just felt like i just held down the run button and just started running around in circles Mm -hmm. i basically just started breaking the game because i could so i think that's also kind of why I don't find Dead Space scary because my habit of trying to break games kind of ruins the immersion they go for because mm-hmm. it works kind of like it's like yeah well like uh, here I'll it. use this as an example in my Dead Space streams uh, anytime I find like a fully intact human body I'll use the kinesis to pick it up and then I'll place it in the frame of a door and then just let the automated door like either cut their body in half or let them clip through the bottom of the ground and they'll completely disappear nice <laughs> okay <laughs> So, so not there's really a, there's how a, they meant kinesis to be used, probably, but hey, what? Yeah, so basically there's like a running gag now for when I do my Dead Space streams that uh, I'm sacrificing someone to the door gods. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, it's like Event Horizon, the ship is sentient, so you gotta appease the doors. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. There you go. Actually, now I kind of want to play Dead Space again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having fun with it, I'll say that much. Yeah. It's a good game. I like it. I have all three of them, and I and I'm, I feel like I'll play through them all, but I keep hearing that like the farther along the series goes, the less scary it gets, and I already don't find it that scary. 
Yeah, because they focus more on like action story. Yeah, and I mean the third one's co-op, so. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They go like that Resident Evil Five route of just like, yeah, no, don't worry about I, it. I feel like that also the co-op aspect kind of ruins horror in general because for sure, how can you be scared when you have someone else with you? Or I guess how can you be fully scared when you have someone else with you? It kind of deflates the impact. Mm-hmm. I, I could use it like to their benefit. I think I just don't think people do. Where it's like you have someone with you, so you have this feeling but of like, like you're safe, but then all of a sudden they're gone somewhere. Or like, what if if they were to fear too? You know, like it's like what they're seeing might not necessarily be what you're seeing, and like they could be shooting wildly, and you're just like, "What are you doing?" Like, you know, that that would be awesome type thing. Doesn't Kane and Lynch do a thing where it's like Lynch sees a bunch of cops that Kane doesn't see? Yeah, but they're people, so he just starts killing people. (laughs) Right. So they're just innocent people. But I guess you could kind of have like do jumping at shadows that his game is giving him, but you're not seeing them. So then you're kind of like, you know, he's ruining your stealth moment or something. But mm. the game kind of gave you, gave that player a mechanical reason to do That's that. That's legitimately awesome, actually. Like, I would play that. I mean, that, that's that like does sound pretty moment, good. though. They'd kind of have to come up with a bunch of other two-player tricks to kind of make that work. But, mm. you know, it's, yeah, like that kind of unreliable thing where it's like building a tension between the two players like so they don't really know what to expect or like the other your partner or whatever like during cutscenes, he just sees like you doing some fucked up shit Mm -hmm. and like so there's a thing of like there's no trust there at all that would be pretty cool actually that that kind of lack of trust thing has has what's been kind of made me curious about the thing game for a long time yeah because, like, I know there's a game based on the, the John Carpenter movie, and, like, in the movie, like, there's kind of this ongoing question of, like, well, how do I know the guy I'm rolling with right now isn't a creature? And, like, I know the game sort of has, like, trust mechanics where you can kind of, like, give a friend a gun or something to reassure him or, like, give him some food or whatever. Like, you can kind of, like, build up trust between your squad, but someone in your squad might not be trustworthy. So, like, I wonder how the game plays that. Like, I'm, I'm told uh, it's not great. No, from what I've seen, I watched someone play through it. You get, like, an item that you can literally use to test to see if they're infected or not. Well, like, the pin test, kind of, like, the blood. Yeah, and apparently, uh, if you keep doing it on one person, they might randomly just be infected, even if you haven't even moved. Oh, like, it's just broken? Or what do you mean? Yeah, I I don't know if this is actually the case, or maybe it's just, like, the version I saw, but it's possible that, like, someone you think is perfectly fine will just randomly become infected. Hmm. Well, like that might be the game being kind of unfair about it. Like it's just kind of like I think and- I think I think actually someone even showed a clip of them doing the pin test. They passed the pin test and then immediately turned into a thing. <laughs> okay. Like, yeah, like their head exploded and suddenly the thing showed up. So it doesn't play fair. Seems to be kind of yeah, weird. and it doesn't seem to be done well. I think it could be done better. Like yeah, that that general premise of like not knowing who to trust i think could really be explored in an interesting way it has been what how trouble in terrorist town gary's mod i've been telling you this okay where every there's like 20 people and then one there's even a mode where one like the thing in like the antarctic or whatever and you don't know who to trust because everybody's trying to stay alive but there's specific people where their goal is to kill everybody Okay. 
Well, like that. At some point, that sounds kind of like the ship or Assassin's Creed Brotherhood or something, where it's or like, even Spy Party. Yeah, where it's yeah. like, well, I don't know who's out to get me, but someone probably is. And all of the things you mentioned came out way after, by the way. But okay. Uh, after Terrorist Town. Yeah, because it was a mod, and Gary's. Well, no, mod, I, I'm not saying. So. I'm just like, I'm not, you know, dismissing that as a thing. I'm just saying, like, oh, okay, now that I think about it, like these ideas have kind of been. Yeah, they have been <laughs> looked at, but not kind of in a way that's trying to be that creepy like the ship is really whimsical yeah like assassin's creed is kind of you know action it's assassin's creed yeah like it's not going for weird exactly spy parties kind of debonair james bond sniping i don't know but that that's kind of a neat multiplayer thing too but like what is the aesthetic of terrorist town is it half-life 2 look okay Okay. (laughs) like beautiful gary's mod gary's mod yeah Okay. There's right. a, there's other weird modes in Gary's mod too that you could play. Like I'm just trying to think of another one. There's one where you can play as Slenderman and like a bunch of people are in a house and they're trying to stay alive. You you have to get all of them by before the time runs out or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they can only see you when um you're standing still, I think, or moving. No, when you're moving they can see you. Yeah, I was say, okay. standing still seems pretty broken if that's when they can see you. <laughs> yeah, no, when you're moving, they can see you. So, like, you would sneak up on them, and then when they look at you, you would stand completely still, and they wouldn't see anything. Oh, that's kind of awesome. But, like, stuff like that would just be fun, because then everybody would get on Mumble, and it would just be a fun time of it being like, oh, fuck you, dude, don't, don't do this, and just, like, freaking out at each other. It would be great. Okay. Yeah, so, like, there are weird things that do try to do what you're talking about yeah unfortunately they're usually the 13 year old after school in this other program in the sandbox duel they're not an actual game okay yeah Hmm. maybe that's where horror has to go It, it has to be that 13 year old kid who hasn't been plagued with the tropes of what horror is from the 80s and 70s and 90s and whatnot. Like, they're just kind of numb to a lot of horror conventions. Yeah, they're just like, this would be kind of terrifying. Make a game of it. And everybody's like, this is great. 10 out of 10. (laughs) (laughs) Here's a a question for you guys. Uh, I finally saw the original Halloween movie for the first time last week. Yeah. Yeah. Is that movie actually supposed to be scary? Um, No, it's supposed to give you a weird sense of dread, though, the whole time, because it's the, like thing you don't there you know something's gonna happen and you're just kind of waiting for it and yeah then, that that's what i thought because it did a really good job of like building suspense but it didn't feel scary yeah yeah sense i mean it felt just it is just downright hilarious when he's wearing the sheet over his head oh god i forgot about that so it's good so funny yeah just standing there breathing heavily yeah like there were so many moments in that where it's like why would you drop the knife? And then she like goes upstairs, like stuff like this. She, where she, she does just, it like three times. Yeah, yeah. Like she just like, you are prolonging how horrible this is. Like you could just finish it, but you're not. And yeah, like that kind of horror movie frustration of watching a character do all sorts of dumb stuff. <laughs> but that's then Donald Pleasant shows up and it's awesome. That's when like the horror movies that actually subvert that. And it's just like the killers down and the like, protagonist or whatever you want to call them just like jumps on them and just like murders them yeah friday 13th so good good yeah 
just like Corey Feldman isn't messing around. Like this ends right now. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so, cause yeah, Friday the 13th is more guilty of that than like anything where it's just oh, like, God, yeah. why? Like, yeah, Jason's lying down. Why did you think that was fine? Like, you know, of course he jumped out at the, of the water at the end and got you like idiot. Whereas this is like, you had, uh, you know, there was a wood chipper right there. Like, yeah. just finish it up. Just make, you know, make pulp. Yeah. Finish it. And they just don't. So, yeah. Whereas, I guess, if they just literally put all of that in a video game, you would just finish it and then it'd be over. Right. So, but that would almost be kind of cool. If it's just like, hey, there's a little sandbox thing. There's a bad guy. And you could die, but you could kill him. And it's just kind of like a one versus one, spy versus spy, weird duel. I don't know. It's another way you could do it, but I'm not sure if that would be fun or terrible. Probably be five minutes long. Be Only like a, a little bit game. of both. Or like Sinistar, dude. That thing's scary. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's talking mess. Anyway, uh, Deadly Premonition, Special Collection Edition comes out tomorrow. Yes. You know, so if you want to get the hottest horror game. Catch the magic. Yeah, coming to Steam. I don't know. I know you. Get, neither of you guys, did you play through that? Uh, not I, I not got I got to the chess scene. That was it. The chest scene. Chess scene. Oh, chess scene in the hospital. Oh, okay. Like early, early on in the game. Yeah, that's that's pretty. Uh, oh, like the computer, like that little puzzle thing. Yeah, is in a puzzle. Yeah, okay. Oh wow, okay, yeah. Yeah, I I don't know something about the way that game kind of just builds character. I thought was kind of cool in a very weird way, like a very Twin Peaks way. It's obviously derived from that, but that kind of works for me in a way too. Like, I, I don't know if I was ever like actually that scared about anything going on. It was more just kind of like, this is such a great, like thorough and totally nuts way of kind of presenting this kind of story of like, there's a serial killer and you got to investigate and you're an FBI agent. And I don't know, tons of whimsy. I thought it was great, but I totally get why, you know, those graphics were real bad and the gameplay was not great. But movie quotes, man, he just talks about movies. Kind of spoke to me. Like, literally, he spoke to me, the player. It was great. (laughs) Anyways, so that's it for this week. We'll see you guys next time. Happy Halloween. Hashtag hashtag too spooky. Too spooky for you. We're not gonna do like a favorite favorite game. Should oh okay, favorite game. Deadly Premonition. <laughs> you just wanted to say Deadly Premonition again. Yeah, one more time. Uh D. That fine, does I was gonna say find D, play it. There okay. we go. There's did my play, Did you ever play D two? Uh no, because I didn't have the system. Okay. So Fair enough. I heard I heard it's not as good though. No. no. It deals okay. with aliens, I think. Maybe I can't remember. Hmm. John, do you have a favorite? Something stands Clock out. Clock Tower. Clock Tower. Clock Tower is real good. <laughs> okay. Happy Halloween! Play play all those games. Just go get them. They're super readily available. <laughs> Pick up D down at your local supermarket, probably. Yeah. No, a lot of these games are like weird and rare. So <laughs> have fun. <laughs> but yeah. Phantasmagoria. Go. Yeah. 
just go get that. Yeah. All right, Probably see- not the Shoppers Drug Mart b- bargain bin. All right, see ya. Okay. <laughs>